You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Dee Maguire, a nurse educator in the Western Sydney Local Health District. Welcome Dee. Hello Dallas, it's lovely to talk to you today. How long have you been working as a nurse educator? Um, 14 years now as a nurse educator in um, Western Sydney Local Health District or very close to that. Yeah. What are some of the biggest contributors to your job satisfaction? On reflection, I think it would possibly be my um, quest to always continue my own learning and I think that's held me in good stead in the, the role as a nurse educator because it keeps my uh, enthusiasm and motivation uh, alive and healthy so that I can um, transfer that within the role. Um, probably also looking at um, some of the requirements at the local level when I was um at, at the at the point of clinical care and looking at what was really needed and then implementing something to um, to negate some of the clinical problems that I saw at the time. For instance, you know, the new graduates coming in to, um, you know, immediately post-qualification and then looking at how I could perhaps facilitate their own development so implemented an induction process, um, which, yeah, gave me a lot of satisfaction because I felt that was really needed and, and it really was an investment in... in um, new graduate growth and development. So I suppose it's, it's looking at, at what is needed and then making sure you put something in place that um, supports the need, you know, that's really going to be um, relevant and, and current and addresses that need. So, um, yeah, I think, I think um, there's also a belief, an innate belief in um, in human potential and in all facets of learning and also empowering others in their own development and growth. Um, I, I believe very much in, um, you know, you, you set a ceiling of high expectancy with people and, and I have found anyway that, that people rise to that occasion, that, you know, empowering people does that. Um, it, it isn't about control and about, you know, policing people and, and orchestrating people. It's, it's letting, giving them the space but the, but the support and guidance so, so that they can flourish. Um, what else has given me job satisfaction? Well, there's been so many things in, in the, over this, this past um, duration in the role. Um, I think possibly also implementing some things that I'm involved with now as, as a program developer in, um, in the Health Education Training Institute, HETI. I think um, previously implementing some e-learning at the local level, I saw, for instance, a need for um, tracheostomy care uh, and, and developed an e-learning for that many years ago now. And now, looking back, I think it was, um, yeah, it was so needed at the time. So I think it's, it is important for all nurse educators to be able to look at what they're achieving because sometimes it's a little bit intangible and you have to, you know, you have to be your own pilot and uh, your, your own driver because um, that's sort of the world we're, we're in in this role. Um, so making sure that you are constantly thinking about what it is you've implemented, um, what good has come from it and, um, and then, yes, I suppose, being your own um, supporter in that way because sometimes it isn't always forthcoming. It's a little bit altruistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, that's probably, yeah, what I do 
to get in, in terms of job satisfaction. Uh, and I'm constantly looking for it. <laughs> I make sure that every single day I say, this was done, you know, this was done well. Yeah. So you have to be self-fueling. Yeah. Uh, what areas or aspects of the role should employers uh, focus on improving? I, I think from experience, um, it, it definitely involves more collaboration between between managers and educators at the facilities. Um, sometimes education can be very reactionary and sometimes managers can see educators as, as having to fix problems and, you know, um, just make things right. Um, with, with more effective collaboration, I believe that the, the, the team can work together as a team. It's not where the roles seem to be so completely different that they lose sight of the vision and the overall objective um, that everyone's trying to achieve. So underpinning that, there, there really needs to be a strategic plan that nurse educators form um, alongside the facilities um, compass map or strategic framework so that everybody's on the same page. Um, and it and it's you know it's it's so much about having some concrete goals to move towards and saying okay how have I seen those goals what evidence is there and, and how is this going to link in with future plans so it, it's very very important I believe that it is not um, that it's not about um, uh, just react, reactionary education, that it's anticipatory, that it's visionary, and that everybody can see that vision. It's not just little groups working in silos. Um, yeah, I, I think to support that, it means nurse educators need very much to conduct needs assessments in the clinical area in conjunction with managers and look at what the need is and then... Um, that, that feeds into the strategic plan for a way forward. A recent study by Dr. Jan Sayers from the University of Western Sydney found that role ambiguity and role confusion adversely affected job satisfaction. Mm. What issues do nurse educators face when this confusion arises? Well, once again, that education becomes reactionary. And because um, the role perhaps is not completely understood in terms of of um, nurse educators being planners and um, being leaders in education, not just possibly clinical education, but leaders in the field of education. Um, they come from that paradigm and managers sometimes are not part of that, that paradigm. So it needs to be a shared dialogue uh, and a shared vision where um, they, they can really see what educators bring to the foray. In saying that, it's very important that educators are very concrete about what they're doing and saying, well, we've identified this problem, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to measure the impact of that. It's been very clear um, so that it's not just about educators then being part of that reactionary um, element where managers you know, are saying, please fix this, we've got you know, these number of adverse effects, nurses are doing this, if they, they haven't learnt this aspect, and, and so on and so forth. It, it, all that, that that does is it stops the organisation from self-creating itself. It, it, an organisation is a living organism, one would hope, and there's a sort of autopoiesis sort of element to an organisation. But if, if it doesn't learn to um, self-generate through the proper acknowledgement of each other's roles, then 
it doesn't learn to grow and and to continue that self-generation. So is focusing on communication a way to address the issue or, or what other measures should be taken? Communication is often <laughs> the evil of all, or lack of communication is often said to be the evil of all things. And sure, it's 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 uh, it, education is very important, but it's knowing how to to communicate in a way that people really understand each other and understand what they can bring um, to the growth of the organisation and. Um, that first of all means understanding each other's roles. Um, yeah, but it, 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 having something like a strategic plan, something which is very concrete and outcome driven, where you've got key strategies and expected outcomes and objectives, it's a very it's a it's a common ground for people to meet and communicate. It becomes objective. It doesn't become so subjective that people are sort of saying, "Well, nobody understands me." <laughs> it's, it's, mm. it's something that's concrete.